This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Okay, good morning, Rabbi Yisrael. So today is going to be part two in the series of the mystery of the Sabbatyon and finding the ten lost tribes. Um, we mentioned something interesting from the Arzarua, Rabbi Yitzchak Mivina, who brings down... Uh, a dimension of the Sabadion that could actually have halachic ramifications, and that is, um, we say in the Zmiros of Shabbos, and we saw in the Gemara and Sanhedrin and Samachem and Beis, as well as in many Midrashim, as well as Menashe and Israel mentioning that there were people over the years who had containers of the sand of the Sabadion, that during the week the Sabadion was volatile. Well, this may make a Nafkaminas la because we know there's uh, the well-known Shaila, whether you put on Tzolan on Chalamoid or not. Well, now we would have a conclusive uh, way of figuring out whether, in fact, you should wear Tzolan or not. All you need to do is go to the Sambadion. If it's volatile, then you know you need to put Tzolan on. And if it rests, then you shouldn't wear Tzolan. So this actually, this uh, journey and this adventure could actually spell ramifications, Halacha Lemaisa. So now let me tell you about something quite amazing. And that is one of the original reporters of the Sambadion after the times of the Gemara and the Midrash was a fascinating figure, a 9th century traveler whose name was Eldad Hadani. Eldad Vedanite. And Eldad came and he made various travels. Uh, so, for, he actually had two famous travels. Um, he, he traveled two times. The first time he went to Egypt, and then he went, he crossed the Ethiopian River in the year 880. Um, he was then in Babel. From there he went to Barbaria, Africa, North Africa, and his travels and his reports created quite a stir. Um, some question the validity of his reports. Some say they were complete fabrications. But as we're going to see, many of the Rishonim took him very seriously, including the Balayatosis. And surprisingly, there are Tosis and Shas that quote him, and you wouldn't even know it. And that's what we're going to uh, uh, get involved in a little bit. Now, this Eldad Hadani claimed that he was a Miyuchas going back all the way to none other than done. So for example, if you turn over to page 4, all the way at the end of this Maramakai, he says, V'zashimi, Eldad ben Machli, ben Yechezkel, ben Chizkiah, ben Oluk, ben Avner, ben Shmayahu, ben Chasar, ben Chur, ben Elkanah, ben Hillel, ben Tuvia, ben Pedas, ben Enon, ben Naaman, ben Toam, ben Tami, Da 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 da. Ben Shalim, Ben Eliu, Ben Eliyav, Ben Achisamach, Ben Chushim, Ben Dan, Ben Yaakov, Avinu, all of Ashalon. So he claimed direct descent from Dan. We're talking ninth century. Now he came with some of the most fantastic, unbelievable, in every sense of the word, reports. So let's read some of his reports. But not only reports, he came back with halachas. But what's interesting about his halachas, where he claimed to be from Shevet Dan, he claimed to know, maybe we'll close the, he came to be, he claimed to be from Shevet Dan, and he claimed to know the whereabouts of 
Sheva Naftali, God and Asha. And he came back with halachic reports. Now, amazingly, if let's take a look on page two, the left-hand column on the third paragraph, he had a version of Shas, but he his Shas was different than our Shas, very different, because. We're talking about four Shvatim that were exiled 130 years before Churban Bayis Rishain. That means wherever they were exiled to, they didn't know about no Purim, no Chanukah. They didn't know about any Tanoim. Forget the Tanoim, no Amorim. They didn't know about Atshik Nesus Why were they exiled? They were exiled by the uh, Melech Ashur 130 years before with the Aser Sashvatim. Just them? But these four, uh, all the Aser Sashvatim, but, oh. but he was aware of the whereabouts for them. And their Talmud, all it said in their Talmud was, Amar Yehoshua Benon Mishmei Demosha. Forget about Daniel, forget about Mordechai, forget about Ezra HaSoifer, of course no Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Tarim Gamliel, Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Meir, there's no Tanon, there's no Tar Peh. And some of the halachas that are reported, if you would have brought them to me, I would have said, What? And I wouldn't even deal with that. I wouldn't even um, use it. I, I wouldn't even feel the need to uh, argue on it. And yet we're going to see, Eldad Hadani wrote a sefer called Hilchos Eretz Yisrael, which is quoted in many Toysus and Shas. Um, so for example, in the left-hand column, on the third paragraph, Talmud Shalahem Kodesh Their Talmud was very fine Hebrew. Ve'inoi maskir shum chacham. No rabbis mentioned, like Mibale Mishnah, like Mibale Talmud, Elekach Oimer Bechol Halacha. This is what he said by every Halacha. Kach lo madnu mipi Yehoshua, mipi Moshe, mipi Hagvura. So we learned from Yehoshua, from Moshe, from Hashem. And we're going to see some of the fantastic Halachas that he said. Um, so if take a look in the middle, middle column, second paragraph. Now, basically, when his reports came, the Jews were very incredulous. They, they did not believe some of the things he said. And they, they brought the Shiloh to Rav Tzemach Goin, one of the early Goinim. Say, well, who is this guy? Do we need to accept what he says? Do we, do we believe him? Is he, uh, do we need to excommunicate him? How do we deal with him? So they, they write to Rav Tzemach Goin, Noidiya la doinenu ki nisarach beinenu odom echad. A certain person has become a guest among us. Ushmai Eldad Hadani Mishevet Don. The Sipar Lanu he tells us ki Arba Shvatim Him B'Makom Echad. There are four tribes in one place. Don Vinavtali God Va'Asher. And where did they go to? Sham Shem Hamakom Chavila Hakaduma. The early Chavila Chavila is mentioned in Bereishis. What does it say in Bereishis about Chavila? Sham Hazav Asher Sham Hazav. And they even have an, uh, a shoifet. The shoifet of Chavila is Avadon. And you know what they do over there? Vedon in Ba'arba Misos Bezden. They judge the four skila, Srefa, Harigan, Chenek. And Vyoshvim Ba'ahalam, they sit in tents. Vinoisim, they travel. Vachoinim, Yimakim, Lamakim. And they fight. They fight with their enemies. Not with each other. They fight with their enemies. Okay, Listen to this. Yeah, they fight with Ethiopian kings. And he goes on to describe exactly what type of wars they wage and what kind of, uh, 
who fights the wars and how people would fight for three months and then when they're done, other people will take them over. A whole description. I don't want to get into that. Look at the next paragraph. Yeshlohem HaMikrakula. They have all of Chumash. But the in Megillah Mimaisa Esther. They don't lay in Megillah. Kilohayu Boisehanes. Yeah, they were not part of that miracle. Veloy Megillah Seicha. They don't lay in Eicha. Why? One second. They don't lay in It would be too depressing for them. They don't lay in Eicha. Vichol Talmud Shalahem. And their whole body of law. In Shem Shum Chacham. There is no sage. Ela Amar Yehoshua Mipi Moshe Mipi Hagamara. Now listen to this. Very quickly. He said that, that um, they fought with the Malchite Kush. Yeah. And Achashverosh was Hodu Viat Kush. So why weren't they included in the nice? Now, they, they, Achashverosh never got to pass the Sambatyon. That's what it says. Now, listen to this. Next column, third paragraph. This is what he told us. The Jews went up to Babel, yeah? So far, so good. The Kazim then went to the sons of Moshe. Now, who are the Bnei Moshe? Exactly, the Leviim. And the Kazim, who are the Kazim, the Chaldeans, the Babylonians? They said, right? Sing for us the songs of Zion. Amdu bnei Moshe v'gobukhe they started to cry l'fnei kodesh brachu v'kitzu etzlo yisayim b'shineim loymar they they shattered they they cut off their thumbs they said ha etzlo yishahoyu mechin b'hem b'beis hamikdash hech nakeh b'hem eretz mea the fingers that played when the beis hamikdash we're gonna we're gonna play what did they say what were the words hech nashi here right haich nashir shir hashem Fine. So far, I'm good. But then this really blew me away. But then a cloud came along. And carried them. With their tents. A cloud came along and deposited the Levites on the other side of the Sambatyon. <coughs> Now, again, he said, who's on the other side? Don, Naphtali, God, and Asher. Herstam Now, the first part of the story, everybody knows. It's a posse, it's a perk in Tehillim. But now he's saying, a cloud came along, lifted up all the Levim, and deposited them in Chavila. Now, you know, you have Gemaras and Shas, that when Ezra wanted to come back to, the, to, to Bayashemi, he looked for the Levim, and he couldn't find them, so he can ask them. Well, now we know why they didn't come back. They couldn't get out. They, could, they couldn't cross they the Samadhyam. They were gone. So they obviously uh, reappeared. On Yehuda we knew. But if they were with all the other Shratim, how do they appear today? No I don't know. know. We don't know anybody or anybody else. I don't know. But this put me over the top. I mean, here you have this guy coming. And I'm a big skeptic when it comes to the stories. Somebody um, once told me that he heard from Victor Miller. 90% of stories are not true. And even this story that I'm telling you that someone told me, it's also, he didn't tell me either. And you love stories? No. How do you I don't like stories. I don't like I stories. Do I don't, since I'm a kid, I do not pay attention to stories. Anytime, 
Ask me something my Rebbe taught me, I'll remember. A story, I tune out. I don't, I don't accept stories. Gemara, sto- no, Gemara is not a story. Gemara is a Misenai. This is a Misa. And then now, now the first part of the Misa, I get. But it's a Parakim Tehillim. But now Eldad Adoni is saying that a cloud came along and deposited the Levim in Chavila. I don't know. But we're going to see. Void on Rolana. He didn't stop there. Siprulanu Avoyseinu 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 he told us, our forefathers said, rash There was a big earthquake also. And that morning, they saw a great army. And the army came along, and they took the river. They diverted the river, that rolls on stones, and sand, that an army came along and took this Sambatyon that wasn't there and put it there. In other words, the cloud deposited the Bnei Moshe, and then an army came and sort of barricaded them with a river that shot stones. This is all part of his report. Yeah. And from that time on, in that river, is still shooting rocks and stones. No water. No water, of course, no water. No, the, the the army did not put water there, and that river shoots stones for six days a week, and rests on Shabbos. And when Shabbos comes, the cloud descends, and you can't approach it until Matzah Shabbos. And guess what the name of the river is? You got it, Sabatyon. We call it Sabatino. Some places in that river are only sixty amos wide, and they sit on one side. And we sit on the other side and we talk to each other across the river. And over there, there are no wild animals and there are no bad behemoths and there are no, there are no uh, mosquitoes and it's just a good place to be. Who's talking, who's talking to who? Who are they? I guess on the other side of the Sambadion. It's just a really pleasant place. So if you want to plan a vacation... Sambadion tours. Sambadion tours, right. Right, you heard it here first. <laughs> okay. This is in North Africa. That's where they where he said it was. Echleis. I don't know. Now listen to this. In the first version of the um, of the stories of uh, Eldar Hadani, when this question was posed to Rav Tzemach Goin, Rav Tzemach Goin says like this: What's the problem? Yeah, what exactly do you have a hard time believing, he says? I mean, if you were brothers to me, I would have said, uh, Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what you're talking about. No, Reb Tzemach Goin says, he says, on the fourth paragraph, on the third sheet, V'chi b'nei Moshe etzlam, v'nehar sambat yamakaf aleim. Aye, he claims the b'nei Moshe are there, and the sambat yon surrounds him. Omar Amos! It's the truth! I'm on page three, the first column, the third paragraph that begins with Bene Moshe. Yeah? He's saying the truth. Shekach Oimrim Chazal Bemedrish. Chazal say this in a Medrish. Shehiglin of Uchanetzar, Leviim, Bene Moshe, Shishim Riboy, then Uchanetzar exiled six hundred thousand Leviim, the Kiman Shigil and Aris Babel. Exactly like Rav Eldod says, Azoi, that's what happened. 
I'm thinking to myself, what do you mean that's what happened? The matter says, all the matter says is they bit off their thumbs. Well, what's this thing with the cloud depositing them on the other side of the Sambatyon? But Rav Tzemach Goyen says, exactly as Rav Eldad said, Kachava. So we have to say, where did he get this from? Look in the, um, the paragraph that begins, V'al Tismahu. Don't wonder about the differences and the discrepancies that you hear from him. The Babylonian scholars, the scholars of Israel, they learn the same Mishnah. And they argue on each other. And they don't take away what it says in so it's not it's not a question why Eldad has different halachas than you're used to. Different chachamim are going to derive at different conclusions. Aye, but some of the things he says are a little bit far out there. The Yesh he says in the middle of the paragraph. She'enoi klal Either certain things that are a little off. Look, you try traveling through Ethiopia in the blazing sun. We'll see how confused you get. His mind was a little bit affected by Hitro. Yeah, so obviously he, he's a legitimate source and his stories are true and his halachas are true. A couple of things, look, he was probably very thirsty, he was very hot, and his mind was slightly affected by the travails of travel. So maybe that's why there's some discrepancies. But everything he says is basically MS La'amitai. So that was a little bit shocking to me, that he would give him such legitimacy. But maybe even more surprising is the fact that Kemat all the Rishayim quote him. Really? Where? Take a look at number 15. Samach Hagon is a reputable source? Yeah, he's one of the Ga'inim. One of the Ga'inim. The first Taisus in Masech Tachlein. Taisus says, Hakol Shechten. Everyone's allowed a Shecht. Everyone. I mean, everyone, it means everyone, right? Doesn't everyone mean everyone? Everyone, Lachaira, means men, women, children. Are women allowed a shecht? Kasav behilchais Eretz Yisrael. It's written in the laws, in the book called Laws of Eretz Yisrael, Dinashim lo yishchatu, that women cannot shecht. Mipnei shedaton kalois, because their mind are easy. Weak. But we'll, we'll, we'll translate it in a more delicate way. Kalois could mean. Easy, quick, light, like Kalkanesher, light, light, swift. You know, we're not as we're not as um, quick as them, so we have more. We could be more deliberate. But in any event, it says in the in the Hilchos Eretz Yisrael that women cannot shecht. How about you say what in the world is Hilchos? What? What in the world is Hilchos Eretz Yisrael? Well. Comes the Chida in the Shem Hagadolim in Ma'areches Hey Oy Samach Hilchos Eretz Yisrael Shemaskirim Hatoisus Number Fourteen VeHarosh Reishchulin Heim Hilchos Shechiber Chacham Echad Medinim Shaamar Eldar Adoni 
Hilchos Eretz Yisrael are the halachos that a certain sage wrote from the halachos that were taught by none other than good old Eldad Adoni, Shabbat Me'aseres Hashvatim B'Mehagoinim. He came from the ten tribes in the times of the Goinim. I'll tell you a little story. In 1910, stories. You 1910. My stories are true, right? That's a ten percent. You didn't say. In 1910, a man appeared dressed like a Bedouin, and he comes to an Arab. He says, "Take me to the Jews." So the Arab goes, "Go to Petach Tikva." He goes to Petach Tikva. He comes right back to the Arab. He says, "There are no Jews here. Everyone here is Christians." As what are you talking about? You have to speak to them Belashen Hakodesh. So he speaks to them, Belashen HaKodesh. He realizes they're Jews. They said, they asked him, why do you think they were Christians? He said, I never saw a Jew without a beard before. I figured they must have been uh, Neutrim. Nobody knows who this guy is. They say, where do you come from? This is 1910. Can't say, I got lost in my travels. He said, where can I go to learn Kabbalah? They took him to Yeshiva Shar HaShemayim. Now, Yeshiva Shar HaShemayim was founded by two Goinim. One was um, Rev Shimon Tzvi Harwitz, and the other was the father of Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach. They were the founders of the great Kabbalah Yeshiva in Eretz Yisrael, Yeshiva Shara Shemayim. One of their first Talmidim was Rav Tzvi Pesach Frank, and they took this man to the Yeshiva, and it was determined that he was from the Aser Hashvatim, who had traveled and got lost. He Somehow he made it back from wherever he was originated from, and he told them that he came to hasten the Geula. He spent uh, the rest of his life davening at various Kvarim and learning Kabbalah, 1910. But we're going to see a little bit before that what happened. So now here we have Hilchus Eretz Yisrael quoted by Toysus. Now, Eldar Hadoni Paskind, that women cannot shout. Do we follow that halacha? No. We Paskind, women could shout. Okay? Ve'enira! Da'afilu, Taisa says, they're even allowed to shecht kachim. Da'afilu, b'mukdashim shecht tois l'charchila. K'da'aminon, para kal ha'pois ha'psulim. Kal ha'psulim sheshechtu di'evedin l'charchila loy. By kachim, it says that anyone who is puzzled to shecht is only b'di'eved. And the Gemara asks, um, the Gemara asks, but we know they're allowed to shecht l'charchila. And the Gemara says, taka, they're allowed to shecht l'charchila. So Taisa quotes the Sefer of Eldad Adani, and he argues on it. Now you tell me, if, if Eldar Hadani's halachas have no authenticity and no basis, you think Toysus would quote it? You think Toysus would say, oh, it says in Hilchaz Arzal this and this, and I feel like that. But Toysus would never say, I read in the comic books, like this, and I, I say there's no such thing as a Superman. Superman never existed. Uh, right? Of course not. Toys is not quoting nonsensical sources. The fact that he quotes Hilchah Zeretz Yisrael and argues on it means that he gives it a certain degree of credence. But Tessus doesn't mention Eldar Adani. He just quotes the Sefer, right? Correct. Now, he, the Eldar Adani did not write the Sefer, Hilchah Zeretz Yisrael. The, the Chidah says, Chacham Echad Midinim She'amar Eldar Adani. Because the title Hilchah Zeretz Yisrael is a very generic title. That I mean, could a svarim about the halacha of the Red Israel could could have been written by many of the Talmud. Ah, so let's let's. Maybe it was uh, more than one sefer called Halachas Eretz Israel. Well, first of all, you have the Chida. The Chida is telling you that the sefer Halachas Eretz Israel 
that's mentioned in Taisus in the beginning of Hulin are for the halachas that Elder Adani took. But we'll see in other Rishayim where they say explicitly that this is a sefer from Elder Adani. For example, the Mordechai. Look at number sixteen. The Mordechai in the beginning of Hulin on the words Hakol Shaychtin Nira Hadulai Tani Hacha Echad Anoshim Yechad Anoshim Mishum the Mils of the Pshitahi the Ishak Sheil Eshchayit. Because it's obvious they could shach. But then look what he writes on the third line. Kasav Rabbeinu Baruch. Ra'isi Kasav Behilchais Shechita Shehevi Hu. Rebbe Eldad Ben Machli. Haba Me'asara Sashvatim. So here we have uh, black and white that this is the halachas of Shechita that were brought from Rabbi Eldad Hadani. That Yehoshua said, Amar Yehoshua Mipi. Moshe, Mipi, Hagvura, Kol Hazaveach, Lashem, anyone who slaughters to God, Ve'ini Yodea Hochashchita, Asr. If you shecht and you don't know the halachas, it's Asr to eat. And then you know what else Yoshua Benun said? If a Tabach shecht in a Haguna, whether a Behema, whether a Chaya, whether an Oif, it's Piglo. And you can't shecht until you daven first. And if you don't make a Bracha, on the Shrita, it's Piggle. And if you're not wearing clothing, it's Piggle. And if you're a Shikr, it's Piggle. And if you're not wearing a yarmulke, it's Piggle. And if you're so- soiled with Shikh Vazar, it's Piggle. In Ovel, that Shachs, it's Piggle. A woman who Shachs, an old man who Shachs. No, you can't eat it. Says the Mordechai, what do I have to say about these halachas of El Hadani? It's a chumrah, we're not noyig like that. Now would a Rishon ever quote, you know, I was in, a, I was in a, a nursery school, and I heard some kids talking, and they said, you're not allowed to eat jelly beans on Tuesdays. Says so Toys says, hmm, I disagree, that's just a chumrah ba'alma, but we're not noyig like that. Obviously not. But the fact that Toys says, the, the Mordechai is quoting the halachas of Eldar Adoni and saying, it's Stamachuna, we're not knowing that way, means that it's, some, it's somewhat credible, but it's not, it's something that we don't follow. So the fact that all these Rishonim cite it means that it has some significance. Even the Vilna Gain, even the Vilna Gain, in his commentary to the Siddur, the Avnei Eliyahu on the Bracha, Tika, the Shoifar, Gadol, even the Vilna Goin, comments, you know, this bracha has three tefillahs in it. Tekabe Shoifar Gadol, L'chei Roseinu. V'son is the Kabez, Kali Roseinu. Tekabe Seinu, Yachem, Re'am, You have three parts. So who are these three parts referring to? Says the Goin, Mibnei Shloisha, Goliois, Golo Yisrael. There have been three exiles. Echad, one exile, Acharei Harei Chayshech, behind the dark mountains. V'echad, Me'ever Lenahar Sambadion, one on the other side of the Sambadion. V'echad, Nidchu Barba Kan and the other one were scattered to the four ends of the world. So who is but in the dark mountains? Who's on the other side of the Sambadion? And who are on the four sides of the world? Aseres Hashvatim, Golu, Acharei Harei Chayshech, the ten tribes, they are behind... The mountains of darkness. And on the other side of the river. And 
because they were exiled hundreds of years before, Yeshlam Cheros, they are free, for hundreds of years. And they have kings. And when Mashiach comes, first the Aseris Tashvatim will be redeemed, and only then Yehudah and Yamin. How do I know? It says like this, Ashur. First, the, those who are exiled by Asher will be redeemed. And those who are cast away by everywhere else, then they will come. And says the Goyen, this is the meaning of those are, are the ones who are behind the mountains of darkness. They have cheros. The sun is the kavitz goliyoseinu. Are those on the other side of the sambatyon? By the way, says the goyin. You know which river the sambatyon is? The Ganges. It's an Indian. No water river. What? Water river. How do you know? He pictures it's a huge river. Cows in it, people bathing. There's a lot of things in it. It's a big polluted river. For example, Biaretz Surmati Vachin. What? Okay, and Vakabetsenu Yachem Meyar Vakanfoy Saores is Yehudim and Yamin. Okay, so interestingly, the Gra writes that the um, the Golos of the Asar Hashvatim in Micha is referred to the Tzila. The tzila are the crippled ones. Why are the Aser Sashatim called the, tzila, the crippled ones? Because we have two legs to stand on. What are the two legs we stand on? These guys, they only stand on one leg. Therefore, they're crippled. They don't have the Tarshavapeh. So we see that the Sefer Eldad Adani is reckoned with. However, on the other hand, not everybody is so favorable toward... Uh, the Sefer Eldar Hadani. For example, and if you would have asked me, if I had to guess who would be more skeptical of the Sefer Eldar Hadani, I would probably guess the Ibn Ezra. And in fact, the Ibn Ezra says that we do not have to accept anything reported in the Sefer Eldar Hadani. Look at number 18. Says uh, the Ibn Ezra, Ki Amar Moshe... That who did Moshe marry? Moshe married Sipoira, the Isha Kushis. I that says differently in a book called Divrei Hayamim de Moshe says even as I don't believe that book. Let me tell you the following. Any book. That the prophets did not write, and the Chachamim did not write, from tradition, do not rely on it. Especially because there are things in here, in these books, that insult the intellect. For example, Sefer Zerubavel. Anyone here ever hear of Sefer Zerubavel? Never heard of it. Vegam Sefer Eldar Hadani. Also, the book Eldad Adani, you do not have to rely on it. It is not compelling. So the Ibn Ezra does not even reckon with that book. When, when, the, when was the Ibn Ezra? Before or after the Gonim? After the Gonim. 
But now, he cite the fact that the you know, Tzemach Hagolin, for example, who's somebody you normally think you could rely on, Supportive of uh, look, Rav didn't say we paskin like Eldad Adani. He just said, you know, you don't have to throw him out of town, and you don't have to excommunicate him, and you don't have to think of him as a uh, heretic or a disbeliever. But Ibn Ezra is just saying you don't have. Now, I'll, I'll, I'll take it the other way. Will Ibn Ezra ever write about some kind of nonsensical book? You know, this book. You know, don't rely on this book. It's it, it's not. Obviously, the fact that he even entertains the possibility, and it must have, it must, right? It must have some significance, but not not to rely on in a, in a with as a Torah source. By the way, the Marami Rutenberg also writes about the Elder Adoni that the things, some of the things he wrote, Davar were written for naught. Is a Shazuzuz Maram Ben Baruch number nineteen. But let me let me tell you one thing. And this really sort of shocked me. And uh, that is the story that Elbert Hadoni reported about the Levium. I mean, that, that really bothered me. Because everybody knows the Levium bit off their thumbs. But that a cloud came along and lifted them up, I mean, that sounds a little bit... You know, especially anytime somebody wants to make up a story, you don't just make up a story out of the blue. It's always based on a true story, right? You take a story... And that everybody knows, and then you just embellish it a little bit. So, but then you also have the issue of Levim are here today. We know who they are. They would then be the only group, as far as we know, of the Sarah uh, Shvatim plus the Levim that are that right. exist today. So how did they get back? Well, those Levim, if they were over with the other Shvatim, the Levim that bit off their thumbs were the older Levim who used to play in the base of Mikdash. The younger Levim, they didn't bite off their thumbs. It happens to be the younger Levium. They weren't picked up by the cloud? They did not go back to Eretz Yisrael. They didn't want to, possibly not. But Rabbi Sai, where does the story come from? And lo and behold, there's a Targum Yonason Ben Uziel. Well, take a look at this. Targum Yonason Ben Uziel on the Pasuk. Neged on that pasuk, Tagim Yonasim Ben Azil says, "Look at number thirty-one. You ready, Rabbi Yisai? Number thirty-one. Gizar Kiyam. I decree Ish You will not be exchanged. Biram Minach Yifkon Oichloisin." From you will come populations, the tzaddikin. Kevel kol amach abed prishan. Opposite all of your nation, I will make a separation. When? Bizman di havon When you are in captivity, al narvayas bavel. Ve'asele kinun mitamon. I'm going to remove you. I'm going to remove you from there. Ve'ishrinun min legav lenahar sambatyon. And I'm going to put you on the other side of the Sambayon. Uchehinon Prishan. You will then be separated. Like Isbariu b'chol Daria. You're not mixed with the nations of the world. B'chol Amamaya. V'yechemon kol Amad Anshari b'neim b'yoymahu. So here you have Targum Yonasam ben Uziel gives us the missing piece of information that we only knew from Eldar Hadoni 
that it wasn't only that they bit off their thumbs, but in fact, somehow, miraculously, God elevated them and removed them and put the Levim on the other side of the Sambatnia. All the Levim, even the ones that didn't bite off there, I mean... But, but here, here, this incre- seemingly incredulous story that uh, Elder Adoni seemed to have invented, no, this is really well documented from Targum Yosem and Ozeel, that there was something supernatural that occurred to those Levim, that they were elevated and they were removed and they were taken to the other you, side of the Sambat Yon. That's pretty, that's pretty good confirmation. That's one. That, Nobody um, else seems to buy it. No, that, that's what Goin said, that what happened to Levim is exactly as reported by Eldar Hadani. So that, that's, that was very uh, remarkable to me, that this story that seems so unbelievable is actually documented in Targum Yonasan Benazir. So Mirza Shem, tomorrow we're going to learn about other sightings and reports from the other side of Sambayon. And Mirza Shem will learn what this has to do with the period of Akdamos. And uh, even though this is after Shavuos, but it's certainly something very interesting. Okay, Rabbi say have a great day. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.